Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second reading this morning comes from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, verse 34 to 44. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, they will not pass away. But about the day and the hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, and one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together until one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know what day our Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. It would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that as your word is read and as it is proclaimed, that your spirit may dwell with us that it may open our hearts and minds, that it may allow us to see where you are calling us to be your people, and that during the season in which we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ, that we may see the world anew, that we may rub the sleep from our eyes in order to be the hope and the light you have called us to be. We ask these things in the name of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. A friend and I were talking about this passage one day from the Gospel according to Matthew. We chatted about how this passage seems to have shaped our modern understanding of the end times, particularly in films and books such as the Left Behind series. You might have seen the film uh, that has Kirk Cameron in it. But the funny thing was that we both thought that if it were true, it would be better to be one of the many left behind instead of being one of the few who were selected to go the first time around. Because when you think about it, you know what kind of people got to go up this first time around, right? It was the people who judged others without compassion, those who closed doors instead of opened them, In all in all, they would be people who were the physical manifestation of SNL's church lady. This isn't to say that Jesus doesn't hold us accountable. He does. But this passage within the context of Advent is meant to offer clarity, not fear, 
when it seems like there is no clarity to be had. In the midst of all the sensational headlines, the clickbait banners, the divisive climate that we find ourselves in, the reading from the Gospel according to Matthew offers us a different narrative. Cutting through all the muck and the grime of the world, we hear the words that tell us that at any moment we may come face to face with Jesus. And what will happen when we find ourselves face to face with Jesus? Perhaps then we will have realized just how important it was for us to cultivate a divine sense of purpose, because everything else in the end is just a distraction, a tug, a force that tries to separate us from the comfort of God's embrace. Don't be fooled during this time of waiting and hoping. This season of Advent calls us to rub the sleep from our eyes so that we might see the divine things we miss when we only pay attention to the mundane happenings of the world around us. We might have been comfortable in our spiritual beds, but it is time to arise and wake up. There is no room for complacency, no time for idle work, and we stand, and when we stand in front of God made flesh, the question is, will we be able to lift our heads and not feel shame? God in Jesus Christ came down to earth, and as we wait with anticipation to celebrate that birth, there is a sense of anticipation, a sense of anticipation that should fill our hearts as we start to see the world anew. I believe that deep down within my soul that Advent is needed now more than ever before. I believe from the very core of my being that hope is needed. Hope is needed now more than ever before. Because when communities we thought we knew so well turn against each other, when families, when nations, when towns and relationships seem too broken to mend, that is one hope, that is one we need to step in and be bold. That is one we need to be prophetic, and that is one we need to speak words of hope that we find this Advent season. It is then that we outwardly express Emmanuel, God with us. Speak it loudly, shout it from the uppermost room of your house or your dwelling because we have to remember that God is with us. God is with us and calls us to wake up and rise up so that we can be the love, the hope, the joy, the peace that the little Christ child came to bring into a world and to offer it to all of humankind. But if I could take a moment to just pull back the veil a little bit for a moment, I would want to share that there are days when my heart is tired. Not because there's something medically wrong with me. Just want to make that clear. No, it's not because of that. I'm speaking about the kind of weariness, the tiredness, that you most likely know as well. Even now, even now this morning, my heart is tired and it wants rest. Because there are issues of domestic violence, drug abuse, mental health, 
discrimination, and so many more injustices than there are moments that my heart can't seem to take anymore. But that's what happens when we risk, when we dare to risk and take a chance to choose to care, when we choose to love the people Jesus loved and cared for during his earthly ministry. And though on some days my heart may weep on some days, there are many more days, though, where it gathers energy from a deep spiritual wellspring of life. That deep source that we all can draw from comes from God, from Emmanuel, God with us. It remembers the promises that God has made that one day wars will cease, that one day certain justice will be granted, that patience will be our guide, that forgiveness will be bestowed freely upon creation, and that Christ will one day make an exuberant return. It is in times like that that we walk in the light, the hope of God. It is in times like that that we wake up, arise, and put on our own armor of light so that we might be the light of Christ to the world. No matter what surrounds us or tries to overcome us, we are disciples of God who are on alert for what is holy, not mundane, and are willing to go into the vast expanse of this chaotic world in order to share that light with those who need it more than we. We're reminded this morning that time is a precious gift. Time is a precious gift that feels like sand slipping through our fingers. And that is why it is necessary to remember to let God take care of the ordinary, the dull, those other aspects of our life that seem to eat up more time than we can imagine. I could probably count uh, several people who are close to me for whom time is an essential factor. They may not be thinking about Advent or meeting Jesus, but they are concerned with making things right. They're worried about whether or not they are going to leave something good behind. They are set on wanting to make sure they leave nothing behind that may cause pain or anxiety to others. If they, as people who don't know what Advent is about, and as people who don't know those things, if they can set such high priorities, why can't we, as people who know the truth that is so written deeply on our hearts, do the same? Time is such a precious thing. And I am someone who is very obsessed with time. I try not to wear my watch on Sunday mornings because I would have a habit of checking it every other minute. Time is one of those funny things. And if you ask my sister, she could tell you that I get pretty ornery when she runs even a few minutes late. But it is the time, though, in that time, in acknowledging that sacred gift that it is, that we do find hope as well. Because when we are able to let go of the small things, the ordinary, the mundane things, when we are able to cast the things that weigh heavily on our hearts and put them into the hands of Jesus, 
imagine what we can do then. That we can bring that light, that hope, that love to all those who are in need of it. So arise, wake up, smell the cup of coffee that is brewing or the tea or whatever it is that gets you up in the morning because there is work to be done. We do not know the hour or the day, but we do know that when Christ returns, the promises of God and our hopes will be fulfilled. This season, we are told that Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but to save the world. So let us go and set our minds on those things that truly matter. Let us go and comfort each other's weary hearts. Let us go and do the things that are meaningful and let go of the things that are ultimately meaningless when Christ returns. Because by doing these things, we speak words of hope to a world that needs hope, to our own hearts that need hope. Because when we speak these truths together, we will find that we will radiate the light of God until the unknown day and hour of Christ's return. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.